What's going on, everyone? It is Monday, April 19th. My name is Everett DeLorme, and welcome to the Volleyball Source podcast. We have a special episode today. Joining us, I think you're our first international guest, actually. Technically, you're an international guest, although it's it, 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 it's kind of half and half. Um, today, we have joining us from the Cancun bubble. He just went on an amazing run qualifying and making it all the way to the third or, or the second round of the Cancun uh, event number one. We have former Team Canada athlete now playing for the USA, Mr. Kame Schalk. Kame, how's it going? Pretty good, Harper. How are you doing? I'm uh, glad to be here. Glad to have you. You're repping Wildflower on on your chest. That's great. Got to give the sponsors the shout out right, right off the bat. Um, a, a really good run for you and Theo in your first in your first real event you guys were in qatar last year in qatar a few weeks ago unfortunately didn't qualify there but you guys make a really really good run here in cancun so first of all how how you feeling i feel pretty good um obviously we played a lot of ball in the last few days um which has been um really good to just get back into the swing of things because like you said in qatar we were one and out so it was uh, pretty quick and uh, obviously the world tour is extremely competitive so uh, being able to get like those games under our belt and play in these tough conditions and and all that i'm you know feeling pretty good the body's a little sore um today's a bit of a recovery day it's just like kind of like a workout day stay out of the sand because we've had six matches in the last yeah four days i think so um yeah with these conditions and without having played any tournaments really for a long time it was uh it was challenging but super fun super fun to be back out here for sure you had to go through country quota and then you had qualification and then you had a banger of a pool in Pool B where you guys defeated Alessandra Navarro Fio, big upset in game one, then fell to, to Nikolai Lupo. That, that was a bit of a pool of death you guys had there in, in Pool B uh, to, to kick off your first tournament. Yeah, it was, it was a good pool for sure. Um, I mean, that's kind of what you expect when you're the 31 seed in the tournament, I think. It's like, you know, we're going to be grinding every single match and we're going to be, you know, we're a new team, we don't have points, so every tournament we get in, we're going to be a pretty low seed to start. And, and, um, that's kind of the fun part is just like working your way up from the bottom again and seeing what you can do. Um, but yeah, the game against Brazil was, was nuts. And, uh, we were every, all four guys were pretty dead, um, on the court and it was just good to be able to like find a way to win that one, even though we were just kind of, it was after a few days, of, a couple of days of playing already. And, and it was just kind of one of those ones that will, will help our team a lot in the long run. I think it seemed like that game you guys were, you had very much grinder mentalities. Like you lost the first set, grinded back in the second. I think you were down to like five one or six one in the third, and you just chipped away at that lead until not you. You took over kind of right at the end. Is that the type of identity that you and Theo are, are going to be? Just play play a, a very basic game, and you're going to grind away and make every every point real tough on the other team. Yeah, I think that's kind of we're we're uh, I think we're, yeah we're a tough block D team, but in in these conditions especially. It's uh, anything can happen in pretty much every match we've played. We've had runs where we give up a few and then we get a few back. And like we've had a, you know, multiple runs of like five or six points. So getting down like six one against Brazil in that, in that third set was we were like, yeah, it's going to be tough. But but uh, we're still in it. Like we can make things happen. And Theo's such a big block that he can make points for me. So um, having having someone that's a point scorer to play with is, is huge. And and then, like you said, like, yeah whatever whatever happens or is happening we always have that mentality like we need to keep working and just wait for our breaks to come and and um, just keep like you said grinding grinding away grinding teams down and um in this in this conditions and for the next couple of tournaments it's going to be the same way so 
um, just got to keep working and, and put your head down and go to work. It's, it's really fun. What are the conditions like? Because from the streams, it looks like it's windy, but how, how windy is it exactly? It's really windy. I would say it's, it's all the courts are kind of a little bit different though. Um, well, not too much different, but like court three, which we played um, last night on, um, or I guess yesterday afternoon, it, it's, it's like a lot windier than like the courts, the center court and court two, but they're all windy. But the, the, ju- the, the, the main thing is that anytime you set the ball or pass the ball a little bit high, it just, as soon as it gets like past eight feet, it starts to blow around like crazy up there. So everybody's kind of adjusting their sets and keeping everything down. There's like a lot more bump setting happening because when you put your hands on the ball, you throw it up there and it just kind of blows around. Um, so it's, it's, it's good for us. Cause we're trying to like, our mentality is like, keep the pass low, keep the set low and go around and just chop it around a little bit. Um, but you know, you, you've seen some teams struggle, I think a little more trying to figure it out and it'll be interesting to see like who figures it out the most over the three weeks, I think, cause it's really swirly, I would say. And, um, obviously super hot as well in terms of conditions. So it's, you're just continu- you're continually like battling and figuring it out. And plus like, I, I don't know about the women, but for the men, it's, we're having like way more long rallies than we're used to too, because it's just so it's way harder to put the ball away in these conditions. So you're getting a lot more lot more blocks, more digs, more extended rallies. So um, good for the cardio work, I guess. Yeah, it's a tough one. How's the sand too? It looks deep. It's pretty deep. Um, I think it's like not pretty average, I think, for, for what you're, we're used to because we're always in Hermosa. Um, but some other people were kind of mentioning as I was going there that it's really deep. And um, for us, it seems kind of similar to Hermosa, I would say. Um, it's good sand. It's nice. It's white. It's, 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 yeah, that hasn't been an issue for us. The depth. It seems to get everywhere. Like when players are getting up, like they're just caked in, in sand. We saw, we saw Sam Schachter, uh, draw some abs in, which I I find is funny because he doesn't definitely doesn't need to draw them in, um, (laughs) uh, earlier in the week. He used to do that all the time too. He kind of just draws in the abs after practice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super hot and everyone's wet after every practice. So sand gets super sticky and everywhere yeah i mean i i understand it why pedlo's always going full flex and anytime there's a there's a camera around so uh obviously <laughs> obviously Shakter has to has to poke a little fun but um you know overall it's it's been a while since you know uh, i saw you last what was it uh and, uh it wasn't vancouver open it would have been uh, avp chicago oh yeah yep yeah so, you were cruising yes yeah, so, saw you there um quick question because then you were playing you were playing with Theo then were you no no no, you, no sorry sorry you were playing with Case Beer then yes yes and AVP Chicago last year yep. we saw you with Chase Buttinger in in the AVP yep. uh, Champions Cup series and then this year with, with with Theo so what happened last year with with Buttinger that just things didn't work out and you've you've moved on now to Theo Brunner yeah I've just been getting around just doing my US rounds I guess um Obviously that's not like my intention is to, to play long-term with ev- any partner that I team up with, but um, you know, Jeremy has never been a uh, really fully committed, I think to the world tour. And that's, as you know, like that's my main goal is like to be, to be a top world tour team. And um, I, uh, yeah, I, tr- I tried it out with chase for the year and um, saw a lot of potential in that team. And, and um, it was just, there's so much to a partnership that, that goes behind behind playing that uh, just like some of the other aspects weren't 
quite working out. I think um, personality wise, it wasn't just, the, just wasn't the best fit for what I wanted to play, like the, the style that I wanted to play. So um, Theo's, Theo's over there laughing. Theo is right there. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. What's up, Theo? Oh, shoot. Um, no, I mean, you're always looking for the guy that you're going to have like that full package with that you can, you can grind and work with. And, um, Theo and I had talked for a few years about playing ever since I kind of started thinking about changing. Um, and it just didn't work out earlier. And then this timing seemed like it was really good for, for him and for me. And we're both in similar spots in life. Like we both have young kids and, and uh, similar mentality and we both want to go for Paris. So it's, it's, uh, it was a natural for me. It was just like, you know what, uh, let's take it. Let's go, let's do it. And um, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a good off season and, and good training block getting ready for these tournaments. And uh, yeah, just um, excited to keep getting better. We have, we have so much potential and we've, we've shown like little bits of what we can do against really good teams. And I think, uh, I think we're only going to get better as we keep going. Yeah, I mean, it it was pretty electric, guys, to watch you guys play all, all weekend. You guys finished with a seventeenth. Um, obviously, your first finish in, in on the world tour for a while. So, congratulations for that. I have a feeling like it's only gonna gonna get better throughout the next events, especially because you guys don't have any of that pressure with Olympic qualification or anything like that. With that, the other teams have. You guys are you guys are in that long game playing for twenty twenty four almost. For sure, it's uh, yeah, we're kind of like you know, playing, playing to get better and, and to like build for the future. And, and, uh, you know, that can work two ways, obviously, you know, some of the Olympic teams are going to be extremely prepared and, and fully focused and we're, well, we're kind of in the building phases, but yeah, you can see that, you know, it affects that pressure affects teams different ways. And, um, you know, even like in our qualifier, you can tell Chile was maybe a little bit tight in our match. I, I don't know. It was a, they're a fantastic team and, and it was a, it was a really good match, but yeah, you kind of get that, a little bit of an advantage at times probably because we're we're a new team and, and not everybody knows us super well and and we you know we've both done pretty well without each other so it's uh i guess we're a bit we're a bit of a dangerous team which is good but we're also like in a position where we have to work our asses off just to get into these tournaments because we're in the country quota and the qualifier and playing a lot more matches than a lot of these main draw teams and so there's the other like fatigue side of everything too so it's yeah i mean i don't know it kind of goes both ways a little bit but we uh, we know that like we have to be super ready to go Wednesday for the for the country quota because it's going to be just as tough as the last time and every match was tight to get into the draw so it's yeah it's a grind and it's going to be fun. Does it does it feel good to be back on the FIVB tour? Obviously, you've taken a few years of hiatus uh, with the transition time between playing for Team Canada, playing for the USA. Does it does it feel good to be back? Yeah, it's like super fun to be back and see all these familiar faces and lots of buddies on tour and um especially this tournament just because we were able to get through and, and play all these top teams in the main draw and and uh yeah you just starting from from the bottom with no points it's just like you know it's going to be a process and you're going to have those really good feeling tournaments and you're also going to have ones that aren't good feeling just like Qatar was for us so it's uh it's i'm super excited it's it's um just the level is so so good it's it's as high as it's ever been and um it's just like just presents itself with so many opportunities to just work super hard and and uh see how much we can climb the rankings in this shortened season it's going to be 
which is it's just like everything's kind of crazy this year right with us with how with how little we have but yeah it's uh it's exciting do you, do you think the level's gotten better? Because I definitely think the level, like the the level of the world tour has gotten better since a, a few years ago. Like you can't, you can't just kind yeah. of, you, you're not a kind of, no one can kind of just show up and be like, you know what, we can kind of ease into things on pool play. Like now even qualifiers are gnarly. As you said, like having to play the Grimaults, like a, a team that medals on the world tour yeah. in the qualifier is is gnarly. Man, like our our entire qualifier was absolutely gnarly. Like um, playing those young Swedish, Swedish kids who took a ninth, in Doha and then also Chile took a ninth in Doha. It's like these are teams that generally could be like main draw teams once they start playing more and stuff. And Chile, I don't even know that they were going to be in the qualifier because they've been good for so long. You know, it's just goes to show like how how much depth there is and how many teams can it seems like there's like 20, 30 teams that could win a tournament if, if they're on that one week, right? So it's uh it's definitely gotten only better every year and, and I think just a lot of a lot more younger players are are getting really good really fast. You know, like the Swedes and, and Norway and, and a bunch of other of these other young teams, even like that the Qatar team that, that beat us yesterday, like they're really young and they're just extremely physical and, and um the whole game on the world tour is is a super physical one and, and I think that it's you know, compared to AVP, it's a little bit different that way. The pace is a little different. Um AVP is like incredible, super good level, super high level, but it's like every team just out here just hammers away and super physical and it's it's just the styles style is slightly different i would say but it's awesome that's it i i forgot that you had to play the the swedes and the like i mean that's it seems so long ago but i forgot we we did a preview show before the first event myself and louis let and uh, the beach volleyball volleyball and we were talking about how crazy that bracket was where you and the swedes had to play the grimalts just to qualify for the event like that's Right. That's that's gnarly stuff. And I mean, we saw we've seen uh, Emma Cora and Pristaus go all the way to the quarterfinals from the uh, from the qualifier as well. So it just goes to show like these tournaments are way more than 32 teams deep. I'm not going to lie. I kind of have an issue with allowing a third Mexican team in as the wild card. Right. Especially because there's, these events are so huge for Olympic qualification. Right, you don't have any fans. You don't have any fans. So you, there's no way to. There's no need to like play to the fans by having a, a third Mexican team in there, and you know you could have had one more team into the main draw. And on the other side, it's just free wins to whoever who has ever has them in their pool. Just just my two cents. Yeah. I I mean I understand that for sure. It's kind of like it's like how much do you reward the country that's actually putting on events for us? You know, it's like for yeah for the for the players, it's like. I mean, if that's what it takes for us to get a bubble of three tournaments in a row, for like, for them to get their like all their all their wild cards for all three tournaments, and, and no one and like maybe bumps one team out, then everyone's going to take that. But I agree. I mean, I think it's it's the Olympics. If you know Chile gets that opportunity to be in, straight into the main draw of this last tournament, that would have been obviously huge for them. They're like a bubble team for the Olympics, I think. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's a tough it's a tough one. I think it's kind of just how the rules have always been with wild cards is that like pretty much if you're the host, you're going to get that extra spot if you want it. I think if, if you're, cause the FIVB wants tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a tricky one, but, but uh, at least we have something to play, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't complain about it on that, uh, that side. Seen a lot of people in the chats on, uh, 
and the YouTube streams complaining about like, why would you put it in Cancun? It's always so windy and stuff like that. And it's just like, guys, like trying to find somewhere where you could do something like this that has all of the hotel rooms that can do something like this. Like there's, there's very limited places that you could pull something like this off and the government and everything would, would be in line. So very thankful for the FIVB for, for, for pulling this off. Now, how, do you when you go to Odoo events? Do you say hi to Ben? Are you, are you and Ben still still good? Like, do you guys still chat? Yeah, me and Ben are oh, will always be good. Yeah, we're really good buddies. Uh, I mean, we're training tomorrow together. We we kind of we've trained we train at tournaments together. I mean, I guess both guitar in here, but there's only been two. But um, yeah, we're we've you know we had that special five years together, and that's a long time to play with someone. And and uh, both of us would agree with that. And and we had so much success. I think it's. We'll always it'll always be special and we'll always remember that like it's it's especially after you take like a little like a minute to like think about it once we were like bro once we broke up and all that stuff and and you you know like a year passes like man that was it was pretty cool what we did and um no we chat all the time and we're buddies and um it'll always be like that there's no issues there it's not it was definitely not one of those breakups that was like whatever hostile or whatever so yeah and plus like it's banned like how could you be ever be mad at that guy he's like the most quiet, chill, nice dude out there. Like that's it's just Ben. It's very, very, <laughs> very true. You're very, you're very right. Well, I, that's good to know. I just didn't want you know any awkwardness. We know that like beach volleyball is very much like a relationship. Sometimes you break up and then you there's still that that coldness. Yeah. So you guys are almost like the the exes that are now friends. You can go to the same parties and stuff like that and and joke around and stuff. So that's so that's good. Now, yep. you know, you know, we yeah, we're definitely that. It, that's great now we we know why you've you made the jump um you know we don't really need to to, to get in in that uh, anymore um i for one have never kind of questioned that decision the reality is is that you can make more money and financially uh support your family much more playing for the usa than you can uh for team canada now after having been in the usav system versus the team canada system what are some of the differences you see in between the two um, it's very much like kind of what I thought it would be at this point. Like it's just the support. There's, there's just a lot, a lot of avenues of support, I think. And, um, it gives you opportunities to, to play for a long time and, and have that, you know, financially there's opportunities that you just don't get in Canada. Um, and I, I'm still like, obviously at the bottom working my way up the system, but I've already been, I've been like pretty they've welcomed me really well, I think. And, and I've been in the gym already for like a year, two years. Um, and I've been with like the trainers and the, and the massage and everything. I've had a lot of resources um, that they've invested into me, which has been, which has been amazing. Um, and you can just, yeah, I don't want to talk bad about Canada, but it's just, there's, we can, we can talk a, a lot. We can talk a little bit bad about, about, you know, the, like, I mean, like, the reality is that I, I wouldn't have been able to play world tour for, for, for a long time for Canada. And sorry, my, my phone keeps doing that. I don't know why. Um, just too popular blown up. And, over there. Uh, I know. Um, and, uh, just the ability to be able to, to do something that I love and, and make money and also like play ABP. Like that's the other huge thing is, is it's really, when I tried to play a little bit of ABP while playing with Ben, it's not easy at all to play with two partners and try to figure out how to do well in both both situations. So um, having having your one partner having the same goals and having support behind you that you know is there um, 
it's it's just yeah night and day for me um and i'm i've yeah I'm super happy that, that i made the decision obviously the sit, sit out part was tough and then covid and and all that stuff but you know i had an amazing tour in the avp to play the whole time and and now i'm like now i'm like ready to travel and i'm fresh so it's it's uh everything's worked out really well that way and um yeah i'm just stoked to be playing for the u.s yeah, I, I still remember talking to you uh, right after you had made the decision and you were kind of explaining it to me and you're like, look, man, like even if I don't play FIVB, I can make more money and support my family as a AVB, just a straight up AVP player, much more than I can be like a top 10 team in the world playing for Canada. And I mean, that's a that's a mind-blowing statistic but it's real i mean we saw sam pedlow just was it yesterday or the day before someone someone asked him about you know the longevity of playing beach volleyball in canada and he goes like there's there's no longevity like you know it i this isn't a full-time job for me i need to do other things to be, to be able to make money and you know like there's a big issue as well in terms of like do we have enough talent coming into the system um I, you yeah know. because it's hard to get people to play if there's if if anybody who's looking at beach volleyball, especially in, even in the U S it's like, you're looking at it like, wow, I could play indoor and make guaranteed money and do this and that. And, and then in Canada, when there's, you're paying for all, every flight, every expense, everything, and you have to go get these crazy results. It's, it's just hard to look at that and be like, I'm going to invest this much time into doing that. Um, if you don't have like some family help or backing, it's like, or like a job, which once you have a job, it's like pretty hard to become a best player or the best player in the world too, or whatever, one of the best players in the world. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of something that we really, everyone kind of hopes that the FIVB gets like next year after the Olympics can start to turn it around for like how, how the athletes are treated with in terms of prize money and um, all that stuff. Because yeah, like you said, I mean, AVP prize money is the same as this tournament and this tournament has 50 amazing, ridiculous teams that, you know, it's like, and you're playing a AVP is like a 16 team draw and, and it's still the same to make it. You still make the same money for winning, which is just, it's, it is kind of crazy to think about. When, you know, I, I know that the AVP kind of covers your, your, your flights and, and hotels and stuff like that when, when you compete for them. Is that, is that correct? Um, yes. Uh, they definitely help out. They definitely do the hotels. And I think, yeah, I think in the last year they started help. They started doing our flights too. I haven't traveled to an AVP for a while because last year was just like the Long Beach bubble. But, true, true, true. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, everything is kind of changing these days. So we got to see what the AVP comes up with this year for like if we're going to do bubbles or what locations and all that stuff. And AVP kind of changes things here and there. But in general, they just, they've just they been trying to get a little bit bigger and better every year. There's usually more prize money put in every year. And um, it makes it a lot easier for us to be able to play. Because when you're you were playing for Canada, basically the, the way it works is that there's a certain amount of government carding that Sport Canada would determine each team would 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 get um, based off of the the uh, recommendations of Volleyball Canada. But after that, there wasn't anything in terms of financial support. Am I right? I yeah. I mean, I the whole time that I played was we yeah we get carding a little bit of money like a little bit of money every month, and then everything was out of pocket. It was. I think I got my the flight to Rio and back covered was like pretty much my only flight that was ever covered um, for Canada. So it's yeah, it's, that's a that's a, a tough that's a tough reality, tough. especially when you're probably paying like sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year to be a to be a professional athlete, right? And then in, in the U.S., as soon as you're like in the main draw or like at a certain level, you get every, kind of like everything covered. So it's, it's so the system. 
it kind of rewards you if you're going to be a top player it rewards you a little bit easier you know not to mention you're allowed to have your own sponsors (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that whole story of you guys not getting allowed to get sponsors, uh, especially leading up to that 2016 run, it always blows my mind. How there were sponsors, you know, like Lululemon, for example, being like, "Yeah, we want to sponsor these guys and fly Vulcan. Okay, and I was like, mm, "No." Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about all this, Everett. Now you're bringing it up and I'm, bringing back bad memories. I'm sorry. Is this is this is this PTSD? Yeah, <laughs> bringing back no, the PTSD when. I, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I had a, I had. A, really amazing time competing for Canada and and with Ben and, and going to the Olympics and stuff was all that's the stuff that I'll remember you know it's not the like the little stuff that we had to fight about all the time and, and making it fair for everyone and all that stuff but it's uh, yeah. yeah all I can really say is that I'm really happy with where I'm at now and and, and the work that is going to keep going moving forward is, is exciting for me that's I mean I'm, I'm excited for you it's it's fun to see you back out there on the sand. Like we've missed, we've definitely missed Kame Shelk on the sand. The sand Spartan, like that's you belong on the FIVB World Tour. That's for sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Now you know, um, you you mentioned how many young European kids are are coming up through the system, and I really feel like there's a very much a lack of young North American kids. Like even looking at uh, on the American side, like the youngest guys on, on tour are, you know, the, the crabs and, and Triborn, And those guys are get are getting up there in age. No one 25 plus from North Americans. What was that? Sorry. They're like in their thirties now, basically. Um, I think Trevor and Shire are both in their thirties or yeah. 30, maybe 30. Taylor might be 29. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I mean, and it's always been like that a little bit, but in Europe, they just like, they'll specialize it from a really young age because that's, you know, that's how their systems work. In, in, in the U.S., it's play indoor, see if you can make a lot of money playing indoor. And then if, if you kind of slow down, then go play beach. Um, that's what Theo did. And that's what a lot of guys did. Um, so it's, I think like, we're just talking about men too, because the women is obviously completely the opposite. But um, it's, yeah, there's not a lot of, I would say yeah, super young, like incredible talent coming up in, uh, in all North America, I would say. And it's kind of a little bit concerning. Maybe, I don't know. There's, it just means that we have to take care of business as old guys. That's, that's kind of how, how it's going to, I'm kind of going to be like, whatever. I'm, I'm still young for the U S but it's, uh, it's kind of the beautiful part about beach volleyball is that you can be 23 and I'm unbelievable, but it's going to be tough to beat that 44 year old Jake Gibb. Or like these guys that have been playing forever and they have the experience, but you guys maybe are a little more physical at this point now, but this game is so incredible that like everybody can play and everybody can play for a long time. Is that something like incredible that you've witnessed, got to gotten a witness firsthand, like someone like Jake Kibb or, or, you know, Phil and Nick who have been going for so long and just continue to, to dominate. Whereas guy, you know, guys that age in Canada don't continue playing because reality catches up with them and they, they need to get a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it, it's kind of it's motivating. I think just because it's something that I want to do. I want to, you know, I'm 34 right now. I, I want to be able to play like that. Like Jake's 10 years older than me, and it's kind of it's crazy to think about like playing at that level in 10 years. But it would be pretty cool to do that. Um, and that's kind of why, like, I have the ability to try to do that at least now in the U.S. Where, like you said, I, I would have just probably quit and got a job at some point. But it's uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing what guys can do 
in sport and I think especially beach volleyball, there's not many sports that like range from like 19 to 44, 45, where players can be at the top of the world at any any point in those in that range, you know. Um, so it's it's an amazing thing about a lot of these sports. You have like a three year window to like make your money and do well. But in this one, we're like, oh, just got to keep building and, and keep improving. And I think I can keep improving every single year. So it's it's. Good. How have you found your game has changed in, like th throughout the years? Um, I think it's always changing. I think I feel like playing the AVP has been a, has helped me a lot. It's because it's a bit of a different ball. It's a different. It's uh, playing on a lot of beaches and, and a lot of wind, and it's it's. Uh, it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out a little bit and have good results on the AVP. But I think just being in the American system when everyone's like super hungry and like gunning for you all the time and you have all these really good training sessions and there's people who are, who want your position, who want your spot. Um, it's, it's, uh, I think that's kind of what's helped me the most is like the level that I've been playing in. And now I, I feel like I'm a lot stronger um, I've done a lot of work in the gym and I feel, I feel like I'm ready to get to that next level on the world tour. Now, now that I'm back out here, I think, you know, with, with our team and, and everything, the potential of everything moving forward, it's, it's exciting to see the things that we could do in the next few years for sure. That's, that, that sounds great. I completely blanked on the next question that I had to ask you. Oh wait, actually now I remember. Um, now obviously when you're playing for Canada, it's a very, it's very patriotic, right? Um, as, as you said, it's not necessarily a moneymaker. So you have to love playing for Team Canada and, and playing for Canada to, to, to do that. Is it the same level of patriotism when you put on the Team USA jersey? Or is it, is it just different? Like, a, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, like, it's like you and Kaylee Humphreys are the two who have made that, that, that switch from playing from Canada to, to the US. And yeah. it's, it's not like the Brazilian guys who go from like playing for Brazil to like Jordan or, to, to, you know, right. it's our number one rival. Uh, so right. is, is it the same amount of patriotism? There's no wrong answers here. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a, I would say it's like, it is the same, I think, for like any athlete in the U.S. It's the same. Like um, for me, it's uh, like my situation is weird because I'm still like getting used to wearing the USA jersey, and I and I, and I love the U.S. And but like growing up in Canada, it still makes it's always going to be there, right? It's always going to be like my my home where I grew up. Um, so for me, it's always going to be a little bit different. But I love the U.S. And you know, Canada is just always going to be in the back pocket. It's like that's my kind of home. My family all lives there. I still go there. I try to go there all the time. I can't right now, but um it's in terms of the country though it's the same i think like everybody loves sports and they're super patriotic and it's not it's not something that's about the money it's it's about representing your country and, and doing it to the best of your abilities and um and that's what i'm doing for the u.s and, and I'm, I'm loving it it's 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 really cool i will have to say though that about 99.9% .9 of the American volleyball people I've met have been top-notch people. So it's, you know, the, I, I, I love the American volleyball scene, whether it's the AVP or going down for World Series Beach Volleyballs or even just the American guys and girls on, on tour, even indoor or, or, uh, or on the beach. American volleyball people are always, are always great people, I find. I would agree with you completely there. And I don't know a lot of other athletes from other sports like I did in Canada, so it's, I, I can't comment there, but I think, yeah, the scene here is, is really cool. Do you, do you notice uh, any differences in general with how Americans treat 
uh, sport or, or volleyball com- compared to, to Canadians. Like my assumption is being down in Hermosa and, and stuff like that is just the level of knowledge and awareness of, of beach volleyball would be infinitely higher than here in Canada. For sure. Like the training environment and like the amount of people who have, who are like mindful about the game is, is pretty crazy. If you're, even if anybody, anybody who goes to Hermosa to spend some time there and just like checks out the training and checks out the environment and how many people are playing all the time. It's, it's uh, yeah. Hard not to be on a different level just because of, I mean, there's just so many people in the U S and so much interest in the sport. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, that's what kind of led me and Ben in the first place to move to Huntington beach. It was like, we were like, why don't we were there? Like, why don't we just do that and try to try to put yourself, surround yourself with people who are better than you and figure it out that way. You know, it's having that, the amount, just the amount of people who are super into it playing makes a huge difference. Has it, you know, we always see this in like professional sports where, um, a player gets traded and they just need that change of scenery and they all, all of a sudden they just get rejuvenated and you know re- get their career going again not saying that your career has has died by any means but do you feel any any kind of rejuvenation since joining the the, the american program yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is that like i traveled so much for so for so long with ben that like it was it just wears you down a little bit when you're when you're when that and that was like the only tour we were playing so we would go to 10 12 tournaments all around the world and to be able to like take that break and then be home and playing tournaments like that are like a one hour flight or like in my backyard um do that for a while it kind of totally it totally made me feel like i was younger again like oh man like starting over a little bit and, and having that time to to really figure it out it's 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 similar to like something like yeah getting a trigger like oh like everything's fresh and faces and partner um yeah, basically, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It's, it's like I got traded from one team to another, and and uh, it's I mean, it, it's, time to start building again. It still hurts a little. Uh, I won't lie. Yeah. Like seeing you, I th- I think one of the biggest daggers was a couple years ago, and you're doing like a Team USA photo shoot, and Try was Instagramming it, and like you were wearing the Team USA jacket and like had flags <laughs> and stuff like that, and I was just kind of like, whoa, it's real, like that yeah. that sucks but but i mean once again like no no hate um it it, it makes sense um yeah i'm just forgetting all of my questions this morning i guess i'm still i'm guess i'm still thinking of uh melon melon sarah's last match um but yeah did you watch that match by the way i watched parts of it it looked like it was kind of it was kind of like a little bit of runs there back and forth again kind of with the wind and Mel had that big ace to win it, right? And then yeah, I think it was questionable. Um, I think it was in. Yeah, you think you think it was in, but based off oh, based based off what I saw on the replay, I almost think it might have been some sand splash. But I don't know. I I found that like Brandy and Heather just didn't get things going in the first set. They finally got their mojo going in the second. So I just really wanted to see a third set of volleyball. Yeah. That's that's what I, that's what I wanted. It would have been good for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, they always have really good battles and. And they're both such good teams. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's cool to see that them just going head to head all the time, but maybe the next one will go three. Who knows? Maybe. What do you and Theo have to do to kind of prepare for and, you know, improve on that 17th place result, uh, in the next couple of events? I think, um, we talked about it a bit yesterday, but we, we need to do a bit of a reset and start from scratch again because, like you can't get too far ahead of yourselves in these things because any team can beat you on any given day if you're not like fully firing. So 
we have, you know, a bit of a rest day today and then back straight to training tomorrow morning and, and um, getting ready to be like a hundred percent for our country quota. Cause like, as you know, like country quotas are not super fun and, and they're pretty, like usually pretty tight. So um, we got to take care of, I think we'll be playing um, the same team again. So we got to take care of those guys and, and get back, right on it and, and not like think about too much about how much fun it was the last week when we were in the main draw and all that stuff. It's like, no, we need to win three, potentially four matches just to get into the tournament again. So potentially um, four, eh? Because the qualifier well, is getting bigger. Not the qualifier. Um, it would be like only if try and Trevor get bumped into the main draw again, because there's another, there's another American team coming. Um, ben, uh, uh, Billy Allen and Andy Benish are coming. Okay. So if, try and Trevor were to get bumped into the main draw again, which it doesn't look like they would, then we would play two matches to get into the main draw or into the qualifier. Um, we'd have to first be those guys and then be Klinsky and Evans. Um, but right now I think the I think try and Trevor are something like four or three or four. On the, so it would be like a few teams would have to drop out for that to happen. But it's as it looks now is try and Trevor will probably be in country quota on Wednesday. Dang, so that's going to be a full country quota for you guys, and then you guys have to play country quota, qualifier, and then the main draw if you guys get in there. That's a that's a lot yeah. of ball. Like we can't be like too too like high on this or whatever. Not even that seventeen is like such an amazing result or anything, but the ball that we played made us feel like we're moving in the right direction. But it's still like we need to keep building and, and just start fresh again and, and hit that reset button because there's not a lot of time between these tournaments. Are you guys going to be going to the uh, to the European stops in Sochi and uh, Strava? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the plan right now. We want to play as much as we can and build ourselves up for, for the next few years, obviously. You know, getting ready to qualify for Paris is going to be a, a huge grind, like as everyone knows. So it starts now and we need to put ourselves in a position where we're like in a good spot for 2022. And that's why playing as, as many events as possible, getting better and getting those points is kind of the biggest thing as right. I'm starting from zero. So. I guess you have no points, right? So any, any points you get are, is just going towards your entry points and, and ranking points for future events. Yeah, basically I got a couple Norseka finishes um, when I played with Jeremy just briefly mm -hmm. at 2019. Um, but those are pretty small points and this was like a pretty solid amount of points and just got to keep, keep building, keep getting better and put ourselves in that position to do well. Now that you've played in kind of two federations, you've played AVP, you've played all, all around the world. What do you think Canada needs to do uh, next to try to get new blood into the system and reinvigorate men's volleyball, men's beach volleyball? Sorry. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing you could do and every, pretty much every federation has, a, has some sort of a national tour and it just seems like there's a couple of good events that are sweet like the Vancouver Open and and a couple in Ontario but it's it needs to be like something that's more of like a, a path to success you know it's not just like a one-off tournament where like some really good teams and international teams show up and um, I, th I, th I personally think you need to have start with a good tour and that's how that's how the U.S. does it. It's like ABP people start to do well on that, and then it gives them the confidence that they like. Oh, I can play World Tour. You know, like I'm getting, I'm getting to Sundays. I'm getting to quarters, semis, finals of ABPs. I, I'm at the point now where I can probably play on the World Tour. Um, the task of like in what like me and Ben and what some of these other like these these girls and and what a bunch of the top men's teams over the years have done just by like training indoors, training and going to play these qualifiers and playing against all these teams that are like 
have their own national tours and all that stuff. It's it's pretty crazy if you think about it. Like not only the financial investment and all that stuff, but then like going traveling out there and be like, I gotta beat these amazing teams and I've like I don't have that experience of like playing on a tour and like build and beating my beating up my own countrymen for the last couple of years. It's like when we were playing, we would play like we would only ever play our countrymen on the world tour. That's like when we would play each other. We would never play except for like way back in the day when you play like that one tournament of nationals year where everyone was there, you know? So that's where I would start and get a sponsor to be able to get it going. But um, I think that's what creates the most interest. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. It's uh, I'd love to see it, to see a national tour, but uh, I mean, Hey, that's out of my hands. Are we going to be seeing you at the Vancouver open again? <laughs> I, I hope so. See if I can pull Theo over there. Um, that was super fun a couple years ago, dude. If, but, um, if we can, uh, I, I mean like the entire country is still in lockdown here. So the, 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 the probability of it happening in 2021, I would say is negative. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean the, the Vancouver open is the longest standing, uh, yep. volleyball event in Canada. It's been going on for, you know, 20, almost 30 odd years. Right. So it's. It, it, it's going to come back and there's so many people who love that event and are champions of it that I mean there's been years past where the Vancouver Open is really just for the, the, the local guys like what we saw back in 2019 was really peak Vancouver Open right. um, so I'd love to see that but I don't I don't I don't know if that's feasible yeah. yeah it doesn't make sense but definitely the next time it's on if there's no conflicting like world tour event I will, I will be back. Like that is such a good event. It's so fun. But the problem is, is that it's always on the same week in a shot. I know. And that's You're like, not going to do that one shot. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll see. it's like that, that weekend is always such a ba- a banger weekend. Cause it's like Stad Vancouver open. Uh, the past few years has been the nation's league finals and wow. Paco, which is the, the big grass tournament in, in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. Is, 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 is grass or, or like snow a thing that you would ever uh, consider? Like, sure. like snow, like snow, like snow volleyball. Like I feel like there's, you should be hooking up with the, the McKibbins, right? Yeah. Like that's what, like, I feel like the, the McKibbins do well at snow volleyball. All they need. Yeah. And like, those are two Hawaii guys. So they've got the, yeah. the volleyball part. Obviously you've got the volleyball part, but you're from Red Deer. You know a thing or two yeah. about snow. So you can yeah. teach them about, you know, different snow packs and stuff like that. I feel like that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. It's something. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about the whole snow volleyball thing because it's pretty random, but it's, uh, I don't see why not. Here's make it an Olympic sport. Absolutely. So here's my suggestion. Let's make it into Olympic sport and it, it'll be a questionable Olympic sport, right? Like where it's just like, you know, like yeah. we're like, there's a few of them that are kind of popping up now. It's like, it's like kind of like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. you know, uh, so at that point, you'll be a little bit older. Like this, we're probably talking about like ten years down the road, and you can come back and play for Canada at, at that point. Oh. And you'll be the first. You'll be the first athlete to play in uh, three different Olympics for two different countries. That this. That's what I want for you. That would be wild. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to see if that can work. I don't know if that's. I don't know if you're allowed to go back. <laughs> but it's. It would, I don't know. But it would be a different. It'd be a because snow volleyball would be at the Winter Olympic Games. Or, True. Right. So it would be a yeah. different winter games altogether. You know, like we've but, seen yeah. Kaylee Hick Wickenheiser. She was softball and she was hockey. Like do a little both. You could be yeah. beach volleyball for the USA and snow volleyball for Canada. Seems easy enough. Let's let's do it. Sure. 
Okay, let's 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 do it. I know Rudy Verhoof wanted to snow uh, start a snow volleyball. Yeah, so on my team for sure. Absolutely, it's just sand Spartans, snow Spartans. Let's just yeah, we'll do the Spartan team for sure. Do you, Done. Do, do you still hold a lot of like like pride in Spartan volleyball? Absolutely, yeah. I love those guys. Um, I still talk to Ben Ben Josephson all the time, and um, that was like, you know, that was where I grew as an athlete the most. But when you're like figuring out in university and and um, learning that competitiveness of the sport and all that stuff. So um, it's amazing how that, how good that program is now. And, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, they were, we were good when I was there too, but like, not like this. It's, it's, it's pretty wild how, how talented they are and how many kids want to play there. I mean, it's, it's a factory. Like they're getting top recruits now from Germany, from the U S like yeah. every kid in the, in the Canada knows, knows that they, they want to go there and they've just been popping out yeah. uh, top end at volleyball talent. And you were, you were kind of at the, the front edge of that. Yeah, I started that, right? Yeah, hundred percent, right? Like, and like you were, they went from what was was Benjo the setter before you? Was that how it worked? No, he was, he was the setter probably like eight or nine years before me. Oh, okay, but uh, it was Josh Howitson and me. Um, so Howitson was setting in his fifth year when I went there, and then he actually ended up playing middle that year because we had so many middle at the very end. So we had so many middle injuries. Um, and so we went to, we went to the final four with, 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 I ended up getting to set and then, and then Howitson played middle and dominated. Like I was like, he led the league in hitting percentage as a setter playing middle. Um, so he was a freak. <laughs> I mean, that has something to, a lot to say about the setter in that position too, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. You always got to try to take the credit, right? When you, when you can, but no. <laughs> Well, I mean, a hundred percent, like everyone calls Tom Brady the goat and he doesn't score any touchdowns. I mean, he does a couple, yeah. but you know. <laughs> For sure, no. That's did you win? That's yeah, cool. Did you win a national championship for them? I didn't. No, we got third, and then yeah. So that's like the thing. Like I went in there and I helped build up some of these young kids. Like when like Rudy and Howitston and these young guys were coming up. Um, but we it was a bit of a rebuilding couple of years for me when I after because my third year was when I transferred there from Red Deer College, and then we had we got our we got third in in the in the nation that year, and then. The next two years, we uh, yeah we didn't we were kind of on the bubble of qual of making nationals basically it was like yeah but it was those were amazing years like I, I loved the team and and the growth that we had wow dude I I forgot that you played for Red Deer so not only did you play for the best team in university ball you also played for the best team in college ball so you just have excellence like you know oozing out of your pores I guess I guess so. Um, I've been just lucky to be recruited to the right places and grow up in the right, right areas and have four brothers that beat the crap out of me all my whole life so that I became good at something. Hey, I, I guess, I guess it helps. Are you the youngest? Second youngest, but mm. it was, it was, it was hard out there for sure with those guys. My brothers are nuts. I still remember watching the 2012, uh, finals uh you sport i guess cis finals in kingston and you were there and lance for hoof was there rudy's old, yeah. older brother and yeah. you guys you guys were full-on bandwagoners for, i guess not bandwagoners because you're you guys were trinity guys but you guys were going yeah. hard for that, that one we were pumped yeah that was that was a blast of a weekend that was unbelievable yeah yeah we were we were part of that for sure no you you guys you guys were definitely if if, if you guys weren't on the court but you guys are definitely part of that 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 crew uh um Push, pushing that team along for sure anyways well dude 
I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come and chat for, with us. I know it's your off day. You, you want to relax. You want to go hang out in the beach, hang out by the pool, you know, do, do some, do some recovery, but instead you spent it inside, uh, talking to me and I can't, I can't thank you enough for that. Dude, it's been fun. It's been fun to catch up. It's been too long. So we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe at the end of the bubble, maybe, uh, maybe once you win a, your first medal with Theo, we can catch up again then too. Let's do that. Awesome. Well, dude, Best of luck uh, in the the next event. The country quota starts on Wednesday. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so here tomorrow. Yep. Awesome. Well, that means Mel and Sarah can uh, win the championship on Tuesday, and then we can watch Cam uh, and Theo on the country quota on Wednesday. It's full on, isn't it? This whole this whole bubble. It's crazy, dude. It it is gnarly. I'm I'm a little upset that the like they wouldn't let media come in. You know, because know. you know that like I would have been there like full on. It, yeah, yeah. it, it would have been yeah. it would have been great, but instead, uh, instead we just got the streams, which are which are great in in itself. For sure, in time, in time that'll happen, dude. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much, Came. Thank you very much. Always love chatting with you, and uh, go kill it for the rest of the bubble. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll right. talk soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. Peace.